0: episode number two of the local lingua podcast i am one co-host christopher collins and on the other vicente lopez welcome back vicente we gave the people what they wanted they wanted more pod and what are we supplying sir cast no <laughs> more 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 more. yes we're, we're supplying no. more pod not cast no we're i thought, it was, a, more pod I thought
1: it was a cheerleader thing you know yeah. where it's like no, you no, go no, pod, no, no, no. i say cast all right we'll, that's
0: fine. We'll, we'll we'll get to it we'll get to it we have we'll i feel out. We'll like out. we owe the listeners an explanation of what's been happening there's a long gap between the first episode and this episode right so so let's start this uh, second episode. We're already issuing like somewhat of an apology. So
1: it uh-huh. oh, second episode starting off strong. This is the apology episode. Sorry for what we said on socials. No, no, no. Nothing like that. Uh, just, you know, for whatever reason, we're going through a lot of once in a generation events, whether that be oh, COVID, which, which makes this more fun uh, for us doing this via Zoom, but also the, the winter storm that just hit South Texas. Uh, like a battering ram, right? I know like yeah. we're just looking at the forecasts like thinking, oh,
0: you know it'll be a little cold, a little little chilly and then when when did you hear about it though? like I want to know when you heard about it because I heard about it like a week and a half before of just like, hey, it's gonna get really, really cold. I'm from yeah. Ohio, really cold. Uh, really cold to me means something very different to someone who has lived down here their entire lives. Yeah, no, I heard really cold. It's not that big of a deal.
1: Right. So like for I mean, for me, right, like South Texas or like I actually grew up in Laredo, Texas. And if you're not from there uh, in the summers, you know, like when you open up an oven and the oven wind just kind of hits you like a truck. Right. That's what it's like all the time in the summer. So like 60 degrees, people are already breaking out the double jackets and things. So I knew it was going to be rough. Uh, I heard about it kind of like, what, like maybe five days before it happened. And okay. uh, my wife, she's from Minnesota. So she, along the same line, she's like, it's not going to be that bad.
0: Like, yeah, it can't be, right? It's South Texas. I mean, it rains for like 10 seconds at a time down here. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, Monday at
1: 3 a.m., we lose power. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get it back for several days. And it's just a mess.
0: So, uh, you know, with that explanation, we want to wish, um, you know, the best to everyone who's still recovering from this because uh, today felt really weird. Like today felt really weird going back to work, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing, yeah, maybe not so much seeing right, but hearing the experiences that people had with this, you know, losing all of the food in their house uh people losing that source of income because they were unable to go to work so you know the local lingual podcast wants to uh you know send the most positive of uh, vibes to those people uh, wishes, uh, who are yeah. still yeah who are still reeling from this because man like i feel like you you, you you hit it right on the money right the rona just completely destroyed us <laughs> is still destroying us yeah. right it's this giant shadow yeah, it's this giant shadow over us and then let's add an extra layer of suck. Thanks God. 2021. Uh-huh. You're great.
1: I I like I regret all of the tweets that were like 2020 can suck it. We're moving on to 2021. <laughs> it's going to be the best and like not, you know, like it's just it's yeah. it's it's not surprising. It's just awful all the same if that makes sense. No, and definitely. The whole while while we were going through it, I mean, we we lost power so we had to come back like to an apartment that was like 40 degrees uh throw out everything in the fridge because it was off and it's just like it was just it was uncomfortable house hopping like that's always uncomfortable when you're trying to socially distance it's like they just they don't they're not compatible
0: so it's just it's i don't know it's you're stuck between a a rock and a hard place like yeah for sure we will pandemic we had our our 11 month old with us right he turned mm-hmm. a year on friday right so congratulations by the toddler. way thank you so much thank you uh you did all the work obviously he, uh, obviously right you see months. that kid you see me and you're like wow maybe maybe he could possibly be the father we don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> but <laughs> no uh we 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 had him there with us the house got down to what was the coldest it got to fifty. Fifty three was the coldest I think okay. I, I saw it get to, which with a one year old, I mean we're we're like, we're panicking the entire time. Mm-hmm. You and your family extended that super warm offer of that hotel room, so thank you so much, yeah. man. Yeah, shout out to your folks and uh, shout out to yourself. Uh, that's the only compliment you're gonna get for you, so <laughs> Take it. <I'll> Cheers. <laughs> but no, uh, it's it was it was really rough. So we're panicking, but I have to say, like he adjusts. So well to any situation. So earlier this summer, mm-hmm. uh, when Hurricane Hannah hit, we lost power for three days. Yeah. Here we were out for about two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And both of those times, he just he adjusted so well. I mean, his moods were the same, he was smiling, he was still just as fussy like when he typically gets fussy. Yeah. Like there was nothing out of the ordinary. It's like you can't break this kid's stride, which is fantastic so we were we were definitely blessed in 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 that regard that's wonderful i mean yeah kids are resilient man so definitely see so that proves right there it is not my genetics it's definitely my wife's (laughs) but of both worlds yeah exactly nonetheless we are here to intro this episode now this is not something we typically do we don't pre-record the intro or record the intro afterwards or anything like that We like to do it live. We we lost the the intro. We lost Mm -hmm. the momentum because we lost the power. It wasn't topical. It just, yeah, barring, you know, acts of God, we
1: got to keep it genuine. But for now, this is what we got to work with. So we appreciate your understanding. Thank you for tuning
0: in. We will thrive. We will. We truly will. We truly will. So there are a few topics that I want to get into just before we you know roll through with the with the rest of the podcast and and the interview uh the incredible interview that we had right but Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a little bit amazing yeah yeah. we need to go back in time we need to jump in this time machine all Mm -hmm. right and we need to talk about the weekend's super bowl performance did you watch that performance I got to say, you watch it live. Did you okay. watch it live?
1: Hold on. <laughs> all right. No, so please, 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 please. We're going to lose some listeners. I'm so sorry. Uh, sports love all the sports ball. Love, love everything from the touchdown to the hikes, to the, Woo! the hockey pucks, you know, just go like, sports, go sports team. All about it. Uh, I saw the, <laughs> I saw the YouTube performance when it uploaded the day after, uh, <sighs> I didn't watch it live. Like I saw the live tweets. I saw the weekend looking like he was lost in, in a Walmart when you're five years old POV <laughs> looking for your mom. He's like going through the house. Like I I saw those tweets live. I, I was pretty yeah. much there. So, but no, I, I saw the actual performance <laughs> YouTube the day after.
0: So the the thing is, is you, you didn't watch it live. You don't have to be into sports though to be into the halftime performance. I mean, no. the other night, The wife and I did a deep dive into like past Super Bowl performances. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I mean, dude, these Super Bowl. Okay, hold on. Let me let me stop there because we need to focus on the fact that you did not watch the weekend live. Now, here's the thing: our very first guest, right, Oscar Uh Castillo, which you did not listen to that podcast. What are you doing listening? What are you doing starting with episode number two? Pause the pod. Episode number one was fantastic. Pause the pod. I love it. Pause the pod. Go check
1: it out. Seriously, you'll learn a lot. I learned a lot. I know what Bape is now. I know it's not like another form of vaping it's pretty sick
0: why would would it be a okay alliteration okay he is that's not a litter okay Uh, well it's late all right don't (laughs) don't, don't give me that
1: you you would definitely think vape is okay fine continue sorry so he
0: he is a huge weekend fan so Mm -hmm. the next time we have him on which i'm sure we'll have him on uh back on eventually uh we need to get his take on 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 this um so shout outs to Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the performance overall. Okay. So the wife and I are watching it. Yeah. And you know, I, I made sure that, that we watched it live. Cause I just, I wanted that experience. Cause yeah, watching it on YouTube. Great. Yeah. It's going to be on, it's going to be on the internets forever. Yeah. Watching it live is a different experience. I, I can't, I, I can't explain it. I don't know. Maybe it has a very simple explanation, but I wanted to watch it live. So no you're part of an experience yeah yeah performance starts right he's sitting in the car everything's illuminated and it goes with uh, the whole aesthetic that he has because if you listen to the weekend uh, if you know about him he changes his aesthetic all the time right mm-hmm. so he was the guy with the big hair uh and then what did he do then he cut his hair mm-hmm. and then mustache uh yeah and then now he's at this like Michael Jackson meets like more '80s kind of vibe, like this very like Las Mm -hmm. Vegas like entertainer vibe.
1: Lost in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's got a giant catalog, right? And if you you know think of the weekend, you automatically think of let's play a game. Ready? I say the weekend. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Okay, I say the weekend's music. Uh What's the first thing that comes to mind? Go. House of Balloons is what I think of. I think I heard you say baby making. Okay. okay. <laughs> because that's, that's the album though. That is the album. Yeah. That's what he's known for. Right. He released those three. Okay. So it's house of balloons. It's mm-hmm. uh Thursday and it's yep. echoes of silence. Yeah. Right. He has those three EPs and that is, okay, I've, I've been on a binge mm-hmm. since the super bowl. Every year I go through a weekend binge every year. It, it, doesn't fail where i listen to an album of his religiously whether it's kiss land uh beauty behind the madness i've yeah. been focusing on trilogy right so those three eps and good yes. god i'm driving to work and i'm like man oh <laughs> that is an interesting vibe to have it is it's a the horrible vibe the to have it's like 6 a.m and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> just type them so, in a different sense it's, for it's sure. the, so the question becomes, what can he play, right? Mm-hmm. What can he play from his uh, discography yeah. that would appeal to those old school fans, but also rope in new fans? Because obviously, what, how many people watch the Super Bowl? It's like a, a handful of million people. Yeah. No, 13 a, million or 15 million or something like that. the biggest
1: events of the year. Yeah, for yeah. live TV,
0: especially. It's, so i'm i'm thinking my, my wife and i are discussing it because my wife kind of listens to the weekend it's it's he he's at a crossroads right mm-hmm. he's got to play things he's got to play obviously the radio-friendly content right uh because playing you know the the first three eps he releases just a that's a that's a no-no yeah playing even B- though it's yeah even there though it was he, a yeah there was there was he did uh, a little bit of uh, of, a, of a song from from the ep uh, i'm not going to try to name the song i think i know what it is but if i get it wrong and somebody calls me out uh, somebody being oscar castillo i'm going to be super disappointed <laughs> i'm forgetting myself Just i think it's song. like glass tables or something like that is it glass tables know, something like that i don't it's know i don't down know down the, down the name of the song um yeah. but he he slipped that in right he played the hills mm-hmm. which I I've always assumed I heard that was about him and Ariana Grande hooking up when she was with Big Sean. Oh wow! Which I I don't know if that's true. That's very weekendish of uh-huh. him. I know? didn't know so that about Ariana if, Large. But if it is, yeah, Ariana, <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, I don't know. So overall, my take on it, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it more after I let it digest a little bit.
1: Okay. It, there is a lot of spectacle to, to sift through after the initial watching of it
0: like there's For a sure. lot of
1: things that come out and it's all in your face so yeah absolutely taking some time to like you know digest like you said what you saw the music the visuals and then, then the
0: like choreography that he had with it was insane oh it's was, it was beautiful it's beautiful and then he put in seven million dollars of his own money into this performance like seven million dollars now watching interviews because i'm i'm really really into this performance more than i've been into other performances Mm. and supposedly a large portion of that seven million dollars as stated by like the wardrobe director or whatever yeah part of that seven million dollars or majority of that seven million dollars went into the jacket because that gavanchi jacket was mm-hmm. forty pounds because it had actual rubies on it. Wait, the one that he was wearing? The one that he was wearing was forty pounds. They oh. said that at the beginning of the rehearsal, he could barely like at the beginning of rehearsals at the beginning of the week. Yeah, right. Because they're, they're obviously they have to practice. You know, yeah, beginning of the
1: week, he has to get to the weekend. That's his name.
0: That's <laughs> his Jesus deal. Christ.
1: Sorry, don't don't so at this (laughs) point. I just want to throw
0: out that we are looking for a new co host of the local lingual podcast. I am Christopher (laughs) Collins. Hey, dude, give yourself a round of applause. You made it to episode two without fucking it up, up
1: and I'm knocking them down. All right, this is golden (laughs) content. All
0: right, that That was a perfect setup. That was a perfect setup. (laughs) I hate myself. Like I hate myself for this.
1: Give it up for he's wearing. Okay, he's yeah. wearing
0: a forty-pound jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, incredible, incredible yeah. like vocal performance from him overall. Like there's yeah. no issue with with his vocals at all. It's just absolutely like stunning, like very remarkable. consistent.
1: And then he's got to have like ridiculous traps to keep that up the entire time. Exactly. Like, th- th- and talk about the suit, right? And then just like uh, like he, obviously him and in, in the the crew that he was with, right? Very. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was so chaotic yet. Definitely. Uh, I don't know how to put it like just chaotic, but still organized in the sense that when he did a cue or there was a beat, you know, switch or something like that, then they would all form up in the same way. And it was incredible to watch just to see like it bounced between the two, which I think For kind sure. of reflects the themes that he shows in a lot of his work, this balance between, you know, the chaos of the party having fun. But then, you know, I guess, stewing in your own madness that you've created if that makes sense
0: i love it that's a that's a very sophisticated critique for the weekend for, the weekend. <laughs> for his performance I, please stop like you're looking for another <laughs> in like you're looking for like, oh sorry okay we're, we're
1: drawing it out too much yeah you're no, right you're right it's no. a tuesday anyway it does sense um
0: <laughs> uh, so are there any pressing matters you want to bring up? That's the that's the main one that I feel like I was robbed of when we were first recording the intro. Right, right. Pressing Talking about matters. Anything off the top of your head you feel like needs to be discussed.
1: I'm trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. We already talked about Winter Storm. We talked about El Fin de Semana. Was there anything else? It honestly feels like the last week was a blur because it was for like quite a moment in time, just literally survival. And also I learned that 90% of my hobbies are electronic, electronic based. So just trying to figure out what to do with my life without any power was kind of, I mean, I'm I'm thankful for the situation that I had, right? Fortunate that I had, you know, eventually found power. Yeah, definitely. Still, man, like... (laughs) I, I get that I'm an English major, but reading books can only be so fun.
0: Oh, dude. Hell yeah. Unless it's Fifty Shades of Grey, in which case we, re-re- we reread that shit all the time. Book club every every Friday, every weekend. All the time. You're right. Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. Stop. No, stop.
0: Okay, look. Stop. You did that on purpose. <laughs> That's the thing is you did that on purpose.
1: We, we got to cycle back. We got to cycle back to the jokes. It's, it's in Pro 101.
0: <laughs> we started off. With that initial sending good vibes, yeah, you know, to to the people that were affected by the storm, can we give a giant middle finger to the people who decided to fucking panic buy? Oh man, everything, everything. I have some stories. Have you had an encounter with panic buying yet? Like not since COVID started, but just in the past couple days. No, I yeah, absolutely. right now. And I got so fired up, I I don't know what I'm white, so I'm probably gonna write an angry letter (laughs) or some shit. But dude, (laughs) write a well written letter. I went to I went to PetSmart Mm -hmm. to buy Zoe our dog food. Right. There was hardly anything there. Yeah. I started talking to the cashier and I'm like, Hey dude, uh, do you have like the larger bag? Cause I don't want to go to PetSmart. Like, I don't want to make this a, a routine mm-hmm. trip. Like I just want to go buy like the 30 pound bag of food. And then it lasts, so, I don't know, like a month. Yeah. I asked him, do you have the larger bag? And he's like, dude, you're lucky that you got that are you kidding me like people were panic buying dog food like what did you think was going to happen it got cold for three fucking days yeah and now, gro- the worst yeah. part
1: about this sorry to cut you off the, the, the worst yeah. part about this is that uh the people that are panic buying are the ones that maintain power more than likely because like say for example groceries like if everyone's power is out how are they going to store all the the, the you know chicken or meat or you know produce where are they going to store it so like the people that were in shit luck got further into the weeds because
0: when they go to the store there's nothing on the shelves no exactly exactly and it just it it blows my mind that people are just freaking the hell out now i get Mm -hmm. it now the electric grid is or was or is you know a whole cluster f right now um it looks like a majority of people have electric now in texas i know like you know as far as south texas goes i think we're all good
1: yeah as of Um, today i think it was still like upper 90s percent of people that have power but there's still like places of course transformers blew out or whatever uh but i mean it's restoring back to normal nature's healing but still like that doesn't stop the fact that It happened in the first place. And I don't know if you heard about the whole mess with ERCOT saying that if they Mm -hmm. didn't do the rolling blackouts or whatever, that it would have been a catastrophic failure that would have lasted weeks. It was like minutes away from getting to that point. So I don't know. It's just, again, not surprising that something like this would happen, but still devastating to everyone involved.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess we, we need to sum up the winter storm talk with with two things. Mm-hmm. If you were negatively impacted by it, like a majority of us were, you know, we feel for you. Yeah. We've been or we are we were in your shoes. Uh, you know, we, we got through this, though. Right. We came out on the other side.
1: Yeah. Just hoping that you're safe. And I would typically say safe and warm. But now we're already back in the upper 70s. Exactly. Right. So
0: it's, it's beautiful outside again, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's a hint of spring in the air. It's
1: almost like the earth is slowly getting
0: flat, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Say I could do jokes too. This is Uh, not that kind of podcast. (laughs) And, and if uh, on the, on the, on the other side of that, if you decided to panic buy anything, Mm -hmm. buy anything in bulk and just completely rob our grocery stores and PetSmart how dare you! You deserve a scissor kick to the throat. Directly. Directly, just right in the throat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We could use Ted Cruz like as a weapon. Don't get me started. <laughs> so, guys. Oh man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode number two. You are about to hear an interview with an absolutely incredible, incredible person. Consider this a pre-introduction to the wonderful introduction yeah. that Vicente Lopez gave him. Um, you know, also I feel like we should mention we we got we got big things planned for episode number three. Yes that's gonna kind of give you i'm gonna leave it a surprise i'm'm I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. Let, let's, let surprise. let's let him tune in
1: let's untune tune in and for yeah. now go ahead and say welcome you're welcome to digest this wonderful interview that we have with uh, mr Paul king he is fantastic and upon listening like uh, something that i really appreciate is just the way yeah. that he's able to articulate his thoughts and, and put it Absolutely. into like just a i don't know he, he's An old soul, for sure. And it just feels like he's from a different time. And I love hearing the way that he's able to put his words into practice. And I hope that you get some of the same lessons that we did. And enjoy the music, because he's got some coming your way.
0: He's a gem. Thank you once again for listening to the Local Angle Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next episode. So now to uh, our guest for today's episode. I'm really, really excited. Um, We've both known our guest for three years now, going on three years. Right. Um, He is uh, an incredible musician, an incredible person. Um, Vicente, I'm gonna hand off the introduction to you because I want to get your take on him because he's just such a character.
1: All right. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: Not knowing him,
1: of course, when I first met him, that just makes sense. Uh, You know, getting introduced to him, like getting to know him more and more was like almost peeling back layers into a person to see that there is so much behind this, uh, you know, enigmatic person. Again, his name is Mr. King. He, like Chris said, has a musical background. He's been invested in poetry. He has been in the education Field and has worked with uh, quite a lot of people from all walks of life. And in, in more importantly, he is, uh, I believe, currently in a hobby of making compost. <laughs> and I really want to talk about what is involved with that.
0: He's just joined us in the Zoom session. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul M. King. I didn't, I didn't know your middle name was M. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul King, you can unmute yourself, sir. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Fantastic. yes, fantastic, fantastic. You sound wonderful, sir. You should have heard the intro. I let you in about halfway through that intro, but we said some very flattering things, so you're definitely going to want to play this back. Most <laughs> I'm send definitely, it to my mother. Most definitely, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're going to you're gonna have to. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, the one, the only, Mr. Paul King here. With us, um, just diving straight into it. I want to get into your your life of um, farming now, right? Like your your new interest in farming and compost. Tell us what's going on. Tell us what hobbies you've picked up over the pandemic. Let's let's just jump into it. Let's deep dive. I guess there
2: there was two factors that influenced that. One, um, spring break, I gained a little bit of weight, and then the week after, when we were um, kind of isolating and doing our remote. Instruction. I gained some more weight, yeah. And then I had to stand in the middle of, in the middle of the night. I had to stand in line to get groceries. And I said, "This is crazy. I got ten acres. This is nuts. <laughs> um, this is all brand new. We've been YouTubing it, and uh, with a wheelbarrow and a shovel and a hoe, we've been gathering up topsoil and filling up uh, raised beds. And I was able to get some lettuce, uh, some Jerusalem artichokes potatoes, Ooh. some cabbage, about a plate or two of it. I mean, we're not talking a lot yet. <laughs> but right now we've got spinach started, we got broccoli started. Um, we're getting ready to prep everything up all like all the uh, infrastructure to get ready for watering in the soil and the beds and everything for this uh, spring. And we're gonna see if we can get to a point to where we're not spending a lot of money outside and we're eating everything organic. We've got chickens coming in in April and bees in May, so... Oh, so it's a process. We want to get into a self-sustained permaculture. We want to be... The chickens, we need their poo, okay? Straight up. We got the (laughs) bracket poo out here already. Mm. It looks like somebody uh, poured a box of kicks all over the floor, so (laughs) we got that. We're good with that.
0: (laughs) Here, here, Here are people sitting in the pandemic, not knowing what to do binging 90 day fiance like myself. <laughs> and then you have Mr. King who's literally creating his own self-sustaining environment. I mean, what's, what's wrong with me? How can, how can a, an average person like me get started? Mr. King, tell me, what, what can I, what can I do to start? Obviously I need land, right? I need the land to do it. I need the space.
2: Become highly anxious.
0: Oh, I, <laughs> no, <laughs> just, just don't let yourself sit still.
2: <laughs> stand in line, oh,
0: step one
1: done
2: so you know and
1: i need some activity
2: in order to decrease my weight i i have bad hips eventually they will be cut into and replaced with uh stainless steel i don't know what they're using but whatever nickel i think it is um so i i needed the weight to come off bionic man well i don't know man if this upgrade as long as it keeps me walking i'll be happy um but anyway so i wanted to make that i wouldn't i wanted to have that off a little bit further down the line so uh, i wanted to lose weight and so um that that using a wheelbarrow
0: and a shovel and a hoe and a rake that
2: was good (laughs)
0: man a dollar and a dream the come-up story ladies and gentlemen the come-up story well from frantic to farmer is is, is the title (laughs) of your biography ah
2: busted to be i love
0: it i love it i love it i mean obviously the, the people who are listening that know you, which I imagine some of those people will know you, are aware of your music abilities. Can you walk us through <laughs> um, your your first exposure to music? Like, can you tell us like when it hits you like, hey, this is incredible. I really love this.
2: Oh, well, my mom picked it up that when I started crying, she just turned on the radio and boom, I was done so. It was from infantile that, that, that was that, that my dad had a beautiful voice like Jim Reeves. (laughs) It was at that sultry crooner, um, put your sweet lips. I mean, just real deep and pretty. And so I had that to listen to. He could whistle like crazy too, right on. That's amazing. So, um, we always had music. Um, and, um, I was, I was born kind of special uh they gave me the smallpox inoculation and i got a fever of 106 and i stopped walking and talking wow. and so i was placed into special programs probably i was in sped until third grade so my mom put books in my hands and instruments in my lap and then i think living on a farm because you know till i was about eight or ten we lived on a farm and so the interactions with the animals and then all the opportunities to be creative and dangerous <laughs> so um i think that helped me overcome some of my yeah. so basically i think that the stimulation helped the plasticity of the brain grow around whatever got destroyed with the fever so and uh, it was eight years old i got a wow. guitar for
0: christmas and that was it right what uh what was your first guitar
2: uh, it was a um, it was a uh, flea market Kiwi, something like that. Strange. Uh, it was a classical guitar. But the okay. thing is back there, then talking in the late 70s into the early 80s, the Santa Fe school systems provided guitar lessons at third grade. Nice. So I got it right at third grade so I could do the lessons. And so I was in guitar from third grade to 12. Ooh. You know, so uh, I learned how to read music. But once I got to high school, I was playing better than the teachers. So they just put stuck us in a music room, and we'd do Pink Floyd and Eagles and, wow. and Willie Nelson songs in the dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. Oh,
1: incredible. So in terms of, like, uh, the, the music scene at that time, did you, like, you know, as far as like performances, were, were there any shows that you did or any like, you know, places that you played in that, you know, are of note or come to mind when you're thinking back on this?
2: No, well, I've, I've got a social anxiety. I'm kind of an introvert. So everything has basically been happening in the back room of the house till about 1997 when it was either get another job or muster enough courage to stand in front of people and sing. And so I, I went to a Fourth of July. Um, it was a, a out. It was an event out there, and, and this band was playing on the back of a, a trailer trailer bed. And uh, I, I hooked on to them real quick. And we went and jammed out at their house, and he lent me the first equipment to go and and got me the first gig. Wow. And so I did solo gigs, kind of uh, Bob Dylan with my harmonica and guitar, and. I did that until 2004, so what is that? Uh, That's four and three That's seven years I did that. Then I played with the church. Those are my performing experiences. Other than that, I've done some online for several years in a program called Pal Talk, which is a voice chat kind of thing where lots of amazing musicians um, that we'd get into a chat room and we'd all take turns and talk and that's actually where I met my wife years yeah. ago before we actually became you know serious or you know, we were good friends online. So she's a songwriter and a, and a, and a musician as well so yeah
0: that's amazing and, and just just for the listeners I can completely vouch for the both of them. I attended this I attended the wedding ceremony and oh my god my wife and I were in tears <laughs> of just like it was it was the most amazing performance that you and your wife gave uh it was just a beautiful beautiful ceremony i thought it was thought it was wonderful so that's i mean what i mean i've known you for i feel like i mean of course you were going to be nervous but the way you played it out i mean i've heard you talk about some of these things because of like you know the club that we would run um on our campus and and things like that but like as as far as um as far as music goes i want to touch on that idea of like social anxiety right um Like, what changes have you seen in your social anxiety since you have been playing music? Like, has that helped empower you? Has that helped motivate you to kind of break out of that shell? Like, is music kind of like your segue into society?
2: Okay. Social anxiety has to be exercised if you're going to overcome it. So that means you need to expose yourself and you practice your cooking skills and your breathing and you're calming and you're finding your pockets of space in a room that that's not too populated you have to practice those skills if you sit back on your lulls then you will then the first thing that you go to is i'm not going to go and so uh, that's kind of where i'm yeah. at right now. i mean with especially with this pandemic gave me an excuse i'm all right, I'm right. <laughs> you know so you know that's yeah. not helpful we're going to yeah, we're going to see that in the students that we have that are sitting at home, sitting remote and that have social anxieties when they are now have to come on in in person. Yeah, it's going to be a stretch for them. They're not going to have, they're not going to be equipped. that tool is going to be hidden back in the toolbox. It's not gonna be right there
1: for sure. Right. And it's, it's definitely like you're saying, like a skill that has to be practiced. I mean uh, for me personally, like, I never diagnosed with social anxiety, right? But just like feeling a sense of anxiousness for for, uh, especially like in college courses. And I think one of the worst lessons I ever learned was that if I don't do something, say in particular, like an assignment or a lesson or something, then life just goes on. And I think that these kids are learning this like very early on. And it is a horrible lesson to learn because the one after that is that your actions or inactions rather have consequences. And that's just like, that's coming up for them, whether they see it or not.
2: Yeah. I feel sorry for the next group coming in. I mean, I really, because they're going to be shocked. We're going to lose some of them. Some of them who are hit the streets for the last year and a half.
1: They're not coming back. Mm -hmm. It's an unfortunate reality, Definitely. but there was one thing that you brought up with music though, which was something called pal talk. Right? Uh, could you delve in a little bit more with that? You said it was some like some way that musicians could talk to one another. I want to get a little bit more like insight. Like how did you come about that? And like
2: Okay, it was in the beginning of the internet era and chat rooms became very popular and stuff like that. You know, and I'd surf chat rooms like there was a Yahoo chat. You you'd search those and it boring 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 but music. Somebody singing. And I stuck in that Yahoo chat room and there was a guy there named Songster. That was his Nick. And he introduced me to Pal Talk. So come on over here. We got a bunch of musicians. Mm -hmm. We all get into a room. We raise our hand. We take our turn singing. And so that's how I got to know um, lots of international um, um, musicians, you know, uh, some folks from Ireland, some folks from um, United um, Kingdom, lots of Canadians, some people wow. from Brazil, we had some Germans that could just, man, you'd get them on a piano, they just blow your mind. All types of music, everywhere from techno <laughs> to to rock and roll, to country, to folk, to classical. And we'd all, we'd sit there and clap and give feedback and stuff. And of course, you're dealing with people, you, you run into some assholes, you know, but you know, kick them out of the room and then you're good. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, it's gonna happen. (laughs) The influence of music, right, on on your life, Mr. King, talking about how you uh, met a lot of influential people and obviously music brings a lot to the table. And so we we just, you know, talking about it, we just wanted to get a listen. Uh, And you said that you had something prepared to share with us. You wanna give us like a little intro to the piece that you're gonna play?
2: Okay. Uh, this song is called I dare you. All right. I don't know if you can see this video or whether we're going to be on video at all, oh,
3: yeah. but that young
2: gentleman is Joshua Gutierrez. And my, uh, my, my wife at the time was in the foster care. And so Joshua was sleeping behind the high school that she went to, to go check on one of her kids. And the principal said, what can you do about this kid? And so um, we went, she took me that night over there to see the hole that he was sleeping in. He had made himself a hole to stay out of the wind. And so right then we decided we were gonna take him. Before we could do that, he got in another fight with his mom and punched the car door and wound up in jail. He was a 17 year old boy, old man, man, um, man boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the first time I saw him, he was on a TV screen in an orange. Wow. So we took him in, and he fit in like a square peg, but he fit for about eight months. Um, my wife's uh, grandmother passed away, and that was too emotional. This could have been through group homes. And his mother was a dealer in the underground uh, casino somewhere in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So you know, his, wow. his life was pretty unstable as it was. Yeah. So when it came to a funeral in two an emotion like that he was the biggest ass you've ever seen in your life it was very difficult yeah. refused to get in the car we're in a whole other city the whole nine yards so uh when we finally get home you know it 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 really took off my wife you know so uh he disappeared and so about um i'd say about a year later he uh he sends me a message on some social med ma- uh um, media saying he needs some help. Yeah. He needed a lawyer. (laughs) Um, I checked out his Facebook and he was running drugs and fights and guns and all his craziness. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well at that point I was going through the divorce. So I didn't have any money to throw at him if I thought it was going to be good for him anyway. So uh, he gets out of jail probably, I don't know, a year later. And uh, somebody rolls by at the trailer he's staying at and takes him out. So um, He's, I wrote a song reflecting, reflecting on Joshua before I knew he was going to die. I wrote this song before I knew he was dead, you know, you know, probably before he even went to jail. Um, He's just a kid that uh, when we took him in, he was like, yeah, I need your help. I dare you. I dare you to give it to me. He, and especially in the beginning, he gave us every opportunity to kick him out, you know, so anyway, this is called I Dare Wonderful.
3: I'm a child, no one knows my name. i seen my share of nights out in the rain won't you lift me up I dare you I'm looking for a song To survive, deep down I'm dying, and no one knows I'm alive. Won't you live here? I'm looking for a softer place to fall. Won't you live here? I dare ya I've been down in this hole Way too long Won't you lift me up I dare ya I'm looking for a soft place to fall what i did i did i did i did i did to survive deep down i'm dying no one knows i'm alive won't you lift me up i dare you i'm looking for a softer place
1: just incredible
0: i'm Uh, I'm kind of speechless right now jaw on the floor literally jaw on the floor i've heard that song uh a few times i want to say two other times before but every single time i'm so glad you picked that one one is incredible um so that being said you know you 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 took these um you you took these thoughts, these emotions about Josh, right? Um, and you 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 let them out into into music. Can you kind of segue into uh, give the listeners a little preview or a little glimpse into the the club that you and I created, the Creative Writing Club? Because I, I think we need to give a shout out to ourselves for all the hard work uh, that we put into it.
2: Okay, uh, the uh, we. Uh had a club it's a it's a ninth grade camp so every there everybody there's like 14 or 15 years old and it was a club for creative writing and we opened it up to songwriting and poetry and 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 fiction and non-fiction it didn't matter just write just write just write Um, we had several folks that 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 wrote rap some in spanish some in english Uh, another girl that wrote some songs and some really some really deep poetry it's amazing the glimpses—it's like little snapshots, like a like a, like the photo lens on a camera. How quick you can get a glimpse into the life of somebody when they go ahead and they write their feelings down on paper and they decide they're going to share it. They're bold enough to. I yeah. mean, that's that's the difficulty. There's so many of them just writing writing to themselves, you know, and 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 it's giving them that 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 safe place that they can go ahead and let it out and share it with the rest of their peers and adults as well. I mean, we love art.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: 100%. Now, it's, uh, it's incredible, like, the the amount of impact that, you know, being able to express your artistry, whether it be through, like, like for you, music or, or for others, you know, the lyricism that they put into it. Is there any advice that you would give to, like, someone who would like to aspire to that but maybe feels uh, like they don't, know where to begin right like how do you begin on something like that on a journey where you're uh, evolving your art evolving your craft
2: well you find a group of people that have the same kind of idea you find your guilds and you find your clubs and you find uh those things in the community that's the safe place they love it they want you to experiment they're happy they clap for you no one's gonna no no one's gonna boo you you know um, I belong to a songwriting guild in, in Faithful and it, it was just so supportive. Whatever you brought up, it was so supportive. I mean, of course, you know, well, every now and then you have somebody who's an idiot, but you know, for the most part, really, I mean, wonderful people that encouraged it, you know? And really that idiot, he didn't stay very long. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he was out. Get, um, get around people, share, and write. And don't care if it comes out trashing. I mean, if if it's something you want to throw into the back of your notebook, then throw it there and leave it there. It might spark something even greater later on.
0: I feel like you gave us wisdom going forth into this podcast. This is episode number two. And I mean, here we are embarking on this adventure. Um, Mr. Mr. King, can you um can you kind of illuminate like how important are these groups? How important is any supportive group uh how important are these groups now especially with the pandemic going on i mean how how do you think these groups you know kind of expand on
2: well i think there's there's a level of isolation just just because the opportunities to meet people face to face i mean there's not that many children over at the uh on the ninth grade campus i mean we're talking maybe maybe a uh, third quarter or something like that. I don't know. Minuscule. Yeah. So there's not all opportunities to interact with each other. And then, you know, that over a computer screen, even if they come in person, they're, they're still interacting in a computer screen in a very remote fashion in a very technological fashion. And, and, and they lose a lot of opportunities for collaboration and for social interactions, the reading of the facial expressions and the hand, you know, the body language, all those opportunities that are kind of remote that, that having an, a medium and a platform to be able to express themselves, I think would be very important. Um, e- even if it were remote, it would still give an opportunity for people to be able to re- relate. Uh, I've been considering having an open mic on Zoom for we have a lot of musician teachers and uh, doing an open mic for poetry and music at Dr. Cano running it as a test drive with the teachers and then opening it up for kids and teachers, you know, kids priority. But, you know, you know, if there's not enough slots, we'll throw a teacher in there to play. Be incredible. You know, yeah. I think it could happen here on Zoom just as easily. You know, like, just need someone to manage the, the, the chat, make sure nothing wilds going on in there, you know, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> stuff
3: course, like that and
2: have an MC. And then that's all you really need, you know. I think that would be a good idea. And that would give the two, the kids an
1: Oh, so sorry. I was just going to say that I know y'all have succeeded in the past when we were still in person pre-COVID. So I, I can only see it going well where we trend to transition now, right? Uh, with, of course, proper management, you know, just making sure nothing crazy is going on.
2: Yeah, well, you know, not everybody's nice, okay? And that includes ninth graders, you know?
1: Oh, <laughs> we want to so make bad, sure that they- nobody's
2: feelings get hurt <laughs> and we're not getting out of line. We don't want to True. talk about girlfriend boyfriends at that moment in the chat you oh know, definitely yeah, we, we want to go ahead and read questions
0: <laughs> out <laughs> definitely definitely so you gave advice um for you know aspiring uh musicians and, and writers and, and we're kind of touching on it on a heavier topic now can you give advice um to maybe a parent who is listening who has a you know uh, a, a son or a daughter that you know they haven't maybe checked in on you know maybe they haven't done that temperature check on you know how are you doing you know with you know with covid with online learning things like that like how are you doing like a mental temperature check and also you know take it from the perspective of a of a you know a young teen or a young person in general like what can they do like what are those what are those initial steps they need to take to reach out and get help
2: Um, the one thing I would do is I'd make sure that the routines are established in the home, even if they're doing it remotely and they're really not getting out a lot. You want times actually in place every day. We're getting together and we're doing this, whether it be dinner, whether it's watching our favorite show, whether it's doing some homework, whether it's cleaning up the garage, whatever it is, you want to structure that throughout the entire week. That's going to be your thermometer and that's going to be your baseline. If you let your kid go in there for six months in their room, then you don't have a thermometer. If they come out and grab a plate and they go on back in there, there's no thermometer. So you need to establish those routines in there, and it it, it, it causes the bonding. is that they, they see how you're coping with stuff and and uh, th- those kind of kind of things like that. Um, I kind of blanked out on the rest of the questions, sir. Okay,
0: so no, no, so perfect, perfect, perfect. So the second part of that was, as a young person, I don't know how to approach. You know, my parents. I don't feel you know comfortable discussing things with my parents. Where do I go for help? What do I do if I'm you know feeling the the full effects of this isolation?
2: Okay, well, you've got adults in your life that care, and that that's the first thing I would say. There's somebody in your life that cares. Okay. There's a teacher, there's a counselor, there's a coach, there's a principal, there's a a pastor, there's a, a youth leader, there's somebody in your life that cares, and you need to reach out to them. You have peers that care. You need to choose which peers that are not participating in the same thought process as you might be. Definitely. If you group up with a bunch of people that want to hurt themselves, and Got a bunch of people that want to hurt themselves. <laughs> Nobody's pulling anybody out of fire, you know? Yes. So um you, you need to choose who you're going for, but you've you've got an adult or you've got a peer that care. Um, there's hotlines. I don't know what those hotline numbers are. I mean, I, I don't have them posted in the room or anything like that. Very I'm right. I'm sure if 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 I was in the school, I'd call Miss Stedman. Hey, Miss Stedman, what's the number? She'd roll yeah. it right on off. <laughs> We have a wonderful absolutely. support, um, at, <laughs> at, uh, wonderful counselors and principals that really care about kids. And so um, we, we work really as a team to, try to serve those that that might be walking some lines and might be thinking some things, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. definitely. I think you, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. You absolutely nailed it.
1: Finding the support systems, seeing where to reach out, right? But that's, it it seems like that's the biggest issue, but just letting people know that that is a possibility, that there are the people that are there, that are willing to listen and to be open and to welcome, you know, in any group that is, uh, of course, willing to hear. And they definitely are out there. It's just a matter of reaching out that first step. So, yeah, thank you again for the advice. It's really good. Not just, you know, in terms...
2: Mental illness is a private disease that requires a public cure. It's not, you can't do it on your own. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it's a disease that you'll walk around in solo for so long and nobody knows you're walking through it. And if they do, they just think you're mean or weird. And you need another human being in order to start that healing. It's required. I mean, you could take the pill, but yeah, you need another human being you need another human being for there to be a full healing of that you have chemical imbalances but you also need those relationships which spur other chemical exchanges in your brain that cause you to go ahead and and stable out you know
0: we need the pleasure most definitely most definitely um i think mr king i mean you you we knew that we wanted you on the podcast very very early on because you have so much to say we hope that you will end up coming back eventually uh you know uh as as the local lingua podcast continues to to move on and and just and push forward um i think our listeners definitely got a lot from what you had to say uh whether they're musicians or or whether they're somebody who's just you know struggling with reaching out or whether they're just an average person right it's just it's it was wonderful having you on sir um, Vicente, I, I know we're going to ask him most definitely to, to kind of play us out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We would definitely want an ending song. If you have it, of course, if you feel comfortable playing it. But, you know, again, thank you for sharing what you have for our audience. Again, it's just, it's not just for the person that's, you know, in dire straits. Everyone's going through it. So, this is just a good reminder. For every single person out there.
0: Absolutely. Before you start, Mr. King, anything you want to plug to our listeners? Shout it out now, sir. Anything that you have to plug, anything you want to promote?
2: Well, we're trying to build a a YouTube channel in order to promote our development of a permaculture uh, farm. Also, with my music, we'll be on there. So the YouTube channel is Simple Kings, S I M P L E K I N G S. You heard the man. You heard heard the man. Look for us. Um, we hope to develop it into something right now. Okay. All right. This next song, this is what I did with like six months of isolation is I, I learned how to play the ukulele. (laughs) So this is a song that I wrote on the uke. A multi-threat. And there, and when I was writing the song, I had had this, that's what you get. That was the hook to it. And so I wrote around that, and then I built the words around that. So when I write a song, I'll get the the musical going and I'll hum with it and try to figure out um, the rhythm of the words, what they might be. And then I put words with those na-na-nas. Oh, okay,
0: okay, And okay, those okay.
2: la-la-las, and those da-da-das, and those doo-doo-doos. So, <laughs> so this is this is the finished result after removing all the na-na-nas and actually putting the words <laughs> that make comprehensive <laughs> sense. <laughs> One, two, three,
3: and. You took a shot to ease the pain you're aching. Matters or not, if you've been took or you've been taken. You said too much in this love that we're making. That's what you get. It's getting hot. That you've been breaking, you played the fire with a fever you've been faking. It's in your hands, right for the taking. That's what you get, that's what you get for loving me. You said I'm better than to give your love away. Oh, baby, that's what you get. You knew the risk, it didn't even phase you. This is all we get, I really couldn't blame you. My love's a sure bet. I don't wanna play you, that's what you get. That's what you get for loving me. You said I know better than to you give your love away. Oh, baby, that's what you get. mind, find the truth that you've been seeking, I'll be right here in the space you've been keeping, that's what you get, that's what you get for loving me, you should have known better than I give your love away, oh baby, that's what you get, that's what you get, you should have known better than I give your love away, Oh, baby, that's what you get, and that's what that's what you get for (laughs) loving (laughs) me.
1: Oh, wow.
0: amazing. The local Local podcast wants to thank Mr. Paul uh, majestic voice King. (laughs) I don't know what the M mean for joining us here. I have been Christopher Collins.
1: I've been Vicente Lopez and we've been astounded and thankful for Mr. King for coming on. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.
0: We out of here.